recording, make sure that works. And uh go. the my system was down, my website was down for almost twenty-four hours, so I've been spending a lot of time trying to get that back. That's not an easy task. Oh, that sucks. That was a sucky one. I don't know what happened. That's the worst part. I don't really yeah. know. I don't know what happened whatsoever. And the the ladies that run the server, they're not exactly forthcoming, which is annoying too. Yeah. I do like them, but uh, there's sometimes the customer service is lacking. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. We're still a slave to uh, <laughs> to the internet gods. Well, we're a slave to people. And uh, it's bare-bones service. In other words, they don't charge very much compared to everyone else. I have to admit, I don't know how they... I wouldn't do it for their price, but they're doing it. So I'm not complaining too much, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. You must know about that in your business. No, you're probably, exactly. You're probably you competing know. with a lot of cheap... Uh, Cheap handy, man. I, I'm sure that's the only thing people talk about is, oh, can you lower the price? Yeah, okay. I'll lower the service if you want me to lower the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to lower the price all the time. I just, and uh, yeah, I just lower the time I spend on a job. Like two hours tops. Yeah, I can imagine. Is that probably the main thing that people argue about? They probably don't even care about the quality of work. They probably just care well, about a lot of times they pay me more than I than I ask. And oh, so, that's nice. Yeah, you know it's it's uh it's yes yeah, it's, it's the market's good up here. You know, I mean down here. Yes. Okay. People, may, I we just get along, go along to get along, and uh, if you get the job done, then people are, are willing to pay you. You know. Okay, and, well that's good. The people have money in your neck of the woods, maybe. Yeah. I, that's why I haven't moved. I, I stay in this uh, little little town here, and it's a it's a it's a good neighborhood. But we're, we're pretty sheltered right now. But but they're moving in. It's not it's <laughs> within within five years or, or ten years, we'll be the same as the rest of the rest of the valley. Well, isn't it a higher end? Isn't Palm Springs more of a rich area? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, there's bad parts, man. There's Okay. I mean, just to the just to the east of us, and just to the north of us, and it's uh, high crime, yeah. And it's uh, okay. Yes. Do you see, is Amer is America in decline? Because we can't really get a feel here in in the cities. What's happening? What what's what, what really is happening? Is it true? And is it just all California that uh, if a crime is under a thousand, it doesn't. Get report it doesn't get uh, the police don't get called is that what it is um a lot of people don't call the police and um what's happening is the inflation has gotten so what i'm what i'm hearing from all the tenants because i work at uh, some apartments and yeah and uh what i'm hearing from the tenants is that they can't afford the rent anymore the, the rents are way too high the, the inflation has gotten out of out of hand and uh yeah it's uh it's just insane and uh okay so, uh, yeah, we don't know what's going to really happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to have to, and the rents are never going to come back down. And so 
it's just going to be interesting uh, how they play this. Is there rent control in your area, California, your city, anything like that? Um, there are parts of the town that uh, have rent control, but not in my part. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, full bore up, up where I'm at. So, yeah. so they can raise the rent to whatever they want? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That's yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's, it's way... Uh, it's beyond what... I mean, I, I don't know how that works, but it's it's almost doubled than it was seven years ago. And it's okay. just, it's just crazy. So it's, it's market rate. They can change the rate after a year, I suppose, is the general way it works. Yeah. They usually uh, do it like a 7% increase or something, but it's, it's, it seems like it's going beyond that. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They can raise it. They have the ability to raise it whenever. How, um, however, the people that are grandfathered in, like some of the tenants have been there for, uh, fifteen years, and they're and they're paying sort of like a lower rate because they uh, they sign the contract early, but they're even their rents are going up, and uh, so yeah, it's okay. Let me start. Me, I'm on a mortgage, and so um, I'm, I don't see a difference in my mortgage. My mortgage is pretty low, and okay. so uh, I. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky I got into that mortgage and because uh, everybody else is struggling right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry to hear it. Um, okay. Well, well yeah, I know. What's well, the more what? complaining about, you know, the Bidenomics and the Biden, you know, you know, the inflation. It's all just if garbage. It, though. As if he had anything to do with it. The bankers around the country. Do <laughs> he doesn't even uh, decide what he's eating for breakfast, I'm sure. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If, if there isn't a clearer case of the elite telling you that this guy has nothing to do with running the country, I don't know what, what does. We already assume the president doesn't have much to do with it. But when they put this guy, I still yeah. like the movie uh, Being There with Peter Sellers. Did you see that one? Uh, no, I didn't watch it all the way through. Well, basically, yeah, I think I've mentioned it before with you. He's Chauncey the gardener. When the when the guy who, uh, his boss that owns the house dies suddenly, I can't remember who he was, um, maybe some kind of deal maker, um, they thought Chauncey the gardener was this evil, was this, sorry, this savant. Because he kept saying okay. things that made no sense, but they took it as, oh, this guy's a genius. I can't really remember the basis. But the bottom line is they all thought he was a genius, even though he said stupid things. Because they just <laughs> they just assumed he was so smart, and they just didn't understand. So basically, a gardener with uh, that was retarded became the president. Mm. Yeah, that... So well, that's uh, that's real life. We're yeah, we're experiencing real now. life now. All right, let me start the show here. Yeah. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, January twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. This is the Fakeologist Show. We do this show Sunday through Thursday around uh, eight p.m. to eight thirty. And uh, it's Wednesday, and Phil keeps coming back, so I'm happy to open the fake door for him because he talks about psyops and media fakery. It is only the favorite topic of the blog, so if I got someone who's doing this every week, he's coming back. 
And it's not just because Phil's a good researcher. It's because he's probably one of the only people in the last, I don't know, since I've been doing it 10, 11 years that does this on the regular. Which is pretty bizarre if you think about it because there's so much fakery out there. Why is only one guy doing this kind of research? Now, I'm, I'm, I don't really do the research like Phil. I just talk about it and bring all the people like Phil to this show and uh, collate it. But Phil's out there doing the work. He's even uh, gone to places where they've had these drills and hoaxes and taken his camera and looked for evidence and not really found any. And he's doing that with all the media that comes before him. So that's why he keeps coming back. Phil, welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me, Tim. Oh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're getting booked more and more, so... It's a it's a privilege having you here because I know you could probably go to other places. I knew I forgot to do something. I forgot to send out the text messages, so I'll, I'll send them out. Well, I'll let you do the talking and telling me um, whatever you want while I uh, send out the text messages to let people oh, know okay, the show's yeah, on. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just fill in some space here. Yeah. Um, What's going on there in California? <laughs> yeah, things are, you know, California's going on uh, as as always and nothing in my part of the California nothing nothing ever changes except uh uh the the homosexuals get more power and we, and we oh, have boy. A, a transgender mayor now and uh and then Oh really? And, yeah the, the in, yeah uh, it is so it, it's Is so that out in the open? Obvious. Yeah, such an obvious man but it is it, like he's wearing a wig it's like dude it's like you're not even fooling anyone. And it's just so obvious. <laughs> and uh, and then we have the, the local Indian tribe that's um, the rules of basically has pa complete power over the city and, and gets their reparations and they get um, $30,000 a month per tribe member for their casino. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. And so, you know, so they're ruling over us and. And we have a, a big Jewish population here in the north end of Palm Springs, and you'll see them there on Saturdays when they're uh, when they're walking around with their ladles coming out of their little hats. They wear these hats and they got their ladles. Going. So the Saturdays ladles or the dreidels? Or dreidels? That's right. Okay. The ladle is what uh, you use for soup. That that's right. I forgot. Even I know that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not good on my Jewish. Uh, uh, I think it's Yiddish. Is it Yiddish? Lingo. And, uh, oh, you cut out there for a bit. Oh, okay. So, anyway, hope I'm back. Hey, you're and, back. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what happens out here. And mm -hmm. um, I guess we, we, we never have a happening. I mean, I guess when we had the Las Vegas shooting, that was like a, a happening we had the San Bernardino shooting, and but I wasn't woke yet. I thought the San Bernardino shooting was real because they blamed it on Muslims, and I thought, oh, well, that sounds like something a Muslim would do. See, I was that was still back in those days for me. Now I understand that uh, they switch back and forth between who they're going to blame it on. Most of the time, they blame it on the white male, but uh, sometimes they blame it on a Muslim guy. Yeah, well, nine eleven was Muslims, don't you know? They were yeah, from Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> yeah, and so, but so they, but they never blame it on a Jewish guy, right? And so, and so, 
<laughs> you get the white males and you get the Muslims and the, and the Jews stay innocent in the middle. And so that gives you a pretty good uh, indication as to who's uh, doing these events, right? And so anyway, and but I didn't, I, I did go out. I have a friend that lives in Vegas and and he he would check on the parking lot for me after the shooting happened. They, they had the containers, the uh, the portable buildings they had stored at the Luxor across the street from uh, where the shooting took place. And he would drive by there and he would see no bullet holes in any of these portable rooms. And and he would send me a picture from time to time and, you know, say, hey, you know, there's these these portable uh, buildings have no bullet holes in them. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and yeah, and he, he said they just left him out there for the whole public to see for like years after the shooting. And, uh, is and that so, on your channel at all? Uh, no, but uh, I, I, uh, I uploaded, he sent me some photos. I, uh, I might still have them. I have to look deep into my files, but hey, I, t uh, I talked to a German guy who came onto my server. I've always wanted Germans to talk to because, as you know, I'm sort of in into Ernst Zundel now and looking at his yeah. work. He was. Um, I know that Jim is featuring him as well. Uh, do you do you have commentary on him at all? Have you do? Did we talk last week about that? Sorry to switch up, but I just wanted yeah, to. Um, John uh, Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. He sounds like. Uh, me and him would uh, get along. We think along the same lines. Mm -hmm. I think uh, so. Yeah, I really agree with uh, just everything he's has to say. And uh, uh, yeah, and so I'm glad that he's uh, he's still around and and he uh, sounds good for his age. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's probably in his seventies. I don't know his age, but I'm guessing seventies. Well, there's just a lot of really interesting stuff about uh, World War Two. Mm -hmm. and uh, Germany, and uh, Ernst Sundel is a very interesting character. He's, he was really smart, and so was John, who was his videographer, that he recorded everything. Such a smart move, because otherwise, it's really the media that tells the Ernst Sundel story. So now, when you go behind the scenes and listen to these 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 interviews, where this one I listened to today, where he talked to the newspaper for two hours, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know... If we, if I'm going to ask John if there was an article written based on this interview, but my goodness, the information in two hours is just—I find yeah. this better than most podcasts when I listen to stuff like this. Yeah, it's uh, really I've good stuff. A, yeah, I want to—I want to give a shout out to—I uh, guess John videoed this, and this is from 1983. So I'm only the main reason I'm highlighting it is because number one, he's Canadian. And they don't have too many Canadians like this ever. And number two is just the uh, the truth coming out from this guy, and, and just for no no real benefit. He's really not benefiting at all. He's losing everything by being this bold. So, so maybe there's a little Ernst Zundel in you. Yeah, you know, I think he's standing up for the German people and standing up for what's right because uh, I believe it was the. Um, biggest crime in human history what happened and it wasn't against the jews it was against the germans mm -hmm. and uh it, all the the four i'm uh i like to consider myself uh 
uh, a photo. I like to examine photographs. And if you examine the photographic evidence of World War II, you will see that it goes only one way. As far as the civilian deaths, uh, I, I can only find dead civilians on the German side. I can't find them on the Allied side. I can't find them on the British side. Uh, I mean, I could find maybe find some on the Soviet side, but that's because the Soviets did it, you know. <laughs> like uh, at the Bobby Yar, they, they try to blame that on the Germans. It's like, no, 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 you Soviets were in there. You're, you're neck deep in that. Yeah. If there were any any dead people over there anyway. You know, it's a it's a Soviet crime, and so yeah, it's uh, and so once you start putting the photographs side by side, and it's a real stark, you know, it's a it's a huge crime against Germany, and uh, the only thing they got to counter it is some typhus victims from Auschwitz mm-hmm. that they punch in our face, and they. And but you can clearly see by looking at those photos, like those people died from uh, typhus or disease because they're all emaciated, and uh, it's not the same as looking at healthy civilians who've been burned to death. You know that didn't have disease. Yeah, women and children who have been burned to death while they were healthy, and that's a different uh, scenario. And you know. Uh, so I have a German it? guy that called in um, that's uh, been talking on our audio chat at uh, fake11.com forward slash discord. He's been interesting. He's um, he's a German guy, he says. Well, he has a German accent, so that tells you something. And he is a little skeptical about the Dresden photos as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's from East Germany. I, it's, ve- it's very, very rare. I, I Now I know why. To find mm-hmm. any German that doesn't believe the official story because they've had two generations of total brainwashing. And even yeah. Ernst in the 80s was saying that. He says there's hardly any Germans that, that will talk about it. And this is 40 years ago. So now, all these years later, it's, there's almost no chance you're going to find a German. Well, that, they know. had the Stasi over there in the eastern Germany. And yeah. uh, I wouldn't really call them Germans. They were they were the the Soviet infiltrators, yeah. the Bolshevik. So you got to be careful. I mean, there were a lot of traitors in Germany during those days, and um, and I, so I would I would uh, well I would sit down with him and I would show him the photographs the Allies have supplied us, and then I would show him the photographs that the Germans supplied us. Yeah. And then I would simply ask him which which ones look real and which ones look fake to you, and. Uh, and if the Germans were faking those burned-out corpses in Dresden, well, then why didn't the British uh, supply any fake burned-out corpses in London? You know, because we were told that the Germans were using incendiary bombs on London, yeah. so we should be seeing the same corpses in the same condition. Yeah, but uh, it, that's a, a good question that uh, I would like to get his feedback on and. I would also like to see why there are no corpses at Pearl Harbor that are also burned. Yes. We were, we were told that the Japanese were using torpedoes. Well, the torpedoes cause, you know, bodies to get scorched. Yep. And, <laughs> and so why don't we see any scorched bodies at Pearl Harbor? Yep. And, uh, hey, can I play uh, this clip with uh, Ernst Zundel with the newspaper guy? It's Absolutely. it's yeah because it, one of one of the things that I that I think I'm good at is I'll listen to an interview and I'll hear something in the interview that if you blink you'll miss it and it really tells an interesting story 
And here is Ernst explaining. And by the way, Ernst was never really, he was never really anti-Jew. I don't use the word anti-Semite because it's sort of a, it's a very vague term. He wasn't really anti-Jew, but this newspaper guy keeps wanting him to say that. You know, you know, the guy has an agenda. He's trying to poke Ernst to trying to say it so he can get a clip and then, and then yeah. put it. So er, Ernst is definitely anti-Zionist. Ernst actually makes a very large distinction between the two mm-hmm. because he thinks they definitely collaborated with Hitler to get what they wanted. Anyway, the, the thing that I got out of this is Ernst said the reason why they have to keep the numbers high, the death numbers high, is because the Zionists were basically paid uh, for the number of victims. That was part of the extortion of Germany. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, observation. The reason they don't want to use, say, the Red Cross numbers is because they're not dramatic enough. So let me play the clip. Okay. Said, look at these figures. I'm not saying to you that I'm the end order and be all on these figures. You know, obviously there is room, but the thing is, Zionism is paid by the number of victims. I don't know if you knew this. The German people and government pay by the number of victims. Therefore, they are getting a, a per head payment and have been receiving that. So they are very much interested that the figure is high. You see. As a young German, I'm naturally interested in seeing the true figure because I know it's much lower. And to me, although people say, makes no difference even if one gets killed. No, I think there is a big difference where the 271,000 people died, some of them having been killed and brutalized, as compared to 6 million people being mm-hmm. coldly, ruthlessly exterminated with a slide rule for how many gold teeth they could give us and how many ounces of fat and so Big difference. Anyway, I just thought that was a pretty interesting uh, clip. I don't, I've never heard that mm-hmm. before. And you see, this is the stuff you don't hear because they mm-hmm. only want you to think he was just a, a, a neo-Nazi kook. Yeah. So this is the value of going back in history. And this is what, I guess, the people that can control the narrative don't want you hearing. And uh, I, I'm still, I'm still just blown away that a guy could do this kind of research for his whole life and lose a couple wives in the process. It's just the dedication to research is what blows my mind. Yeah, he had files and file cabinets full of, because, uh, you know, back then you had to file it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. He had and books. He had printers and old-fashioned printers and stuff. He would, yeah, it was uh, really a, an elaborate operation he had and he spent, you know, and Ernst Sundell basically, uh, I think, uh, sealed the Holocaust deal for, uh, I mean, I can be basically rest on his laurels. He basically ex- uh, covered all every detail of it, and uh, which frees me up to go, you know, stand on his shoulders and go a little farther. Now, one and, thing one thing he did that I, I wonder how he would have behaved in the Internet age. He mailed mm-hmm. all his all his books and whatever he thought was relevant to all members of parliament and all leaders and shakers in Canada. This is why he was on the radar because he literally spent all kinds of postal money. Yeah. When he was, so he put it right in their face. So he said, listen, I'm mailing it directly to you so you can know what I'm talking about. If you choose to throw it in the garbage or tell your secretary to throw it in the garbage, then you can't say I didn't tell you. 
So yeah. would fake nukes Phil send some of his videos to members of Congress? Would you would you do something similar to say, listen, you can't say you didn't know. You chose mm. to delete my email. Would would is that a is that a smart thing to do? Do an electronic version of what you know, Ernst I did? Would, but you see, how could Ernst not have known that all those politicians had zero? They were just puppets anyway. Well, he I mean, did. Can, he did know, but he was just saying, "I'm just showing you. If you yeah. choose to deny it, then that's not on me." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could send some videos to Kamala Harris. Yeah, but what, what's that going to do? I mean, you know. Well, you're I, could gonna... send, I could send some to Donald Trump. You know, no. what, but what's that going to do? You know, it's. Uh, well, I, wow. I could send my website to people too. I have to admit, I'm not doing it either. I'm just saying you're. You're you're more bold in your approach, yeah. and you're you you say I'm I'm yeah. I've got nothing to lose. So well, yeah, uh, it's true, and uh, and so I I do like to confront the crisis actors, but then that means I I should be able to confront uh, the politicians because they're crisis actors too. Yeah. And so yeah, you know it's like um, I mean the, the crisis actors there's a whole huge population of them, and uh, yeah, well that's what the Scythorn did, and it kind of backfired because uh, in. It backfired because it looked like harassment to the audience, you see. It was the way he I would... Know. Well, it didn't look like harassment to me. I mean, he played it, but he, he pretended to be Governor Abbott's friend. Mm. It's like, and, and I thought that was strange. It's like, because he was saying how him and Governor Abbott are like are like best buddies. And it's like, what are you talking about? Governor Abbott is not your, bus, is not your buddy. I mean, unless you're working for him. You know, yeah. but and as we found out, it, it appears that maybe he was working for him, and so, but, uh, um, yeah. So I, when Scythorn was offering these people a hundred thousand dollars, I didn't think that was harassment at all. I was saying, well, he's offering you uh, money, all right. It's like, uh, and if you turn it down, well, then that's your, your deal. Uh, but that's not harassment. And uh, well, if you went so, up to a politician. Or just email them. That's certainly not harassment because they are supposed to uh, represent the public. Yeah. So you are just giving them information that you're asking them to act on, or at least review. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, another thing about Ernst uh, did did he have a uh, his own doctor come in and check on his health while he was in jail? I don't know anything that happened to him in jail. I haven't found that information, and uh, so that's a good question for John. I thought I saw that on one of the videos where there's a a, a hip personal doctor that used to go check on Ernst while he was in jail. And see, that's important because mm -hmm. uh, you see, because a, a lot of these people I don't think are in jail. <laughs> are you see, Are you worried that Ernst wasn't in jail? Um, I'm I'm think I'm thinking he I'm thinking he was. Uh, but like Scythorn, I don't think he was in jail. I don't think he was in jail. And uh, yeah, I agree. Really confirm whether or not these people are in jail or not. And uh, I still think Ernst is the real deal. I, I have no yeah. problem questioning that. I, that. That's a good question. But mm -hmm. the more I listen to the guy, if he was a crisis, and if he was controlled opposition, he sure did it a long time. Like he, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. I'm not going to die on the hill that Ernst Undell. I mean, I think he was a really good researcher. I'm not going to, but but and I was really shocked and surprised uh, to learn that maybe Sidethorn was faking mm. his and and Jody Mann, you know, conspiracy granny. Yeah, uh, I was really shocked and to find out that uh, her court case could have been 
was also probably fake also. And yeah. so it's, it's, it, it broke my heart because I really um, thought of Scythorn as like one of my heroes. He was one of my role models. I, I kind of uh, 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 role modeled myself after his approach. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, what? I mean, but then I found out that his name doesn't show up on identity searches. It's like, what? And neither, and neither does Jody Mann. Her name doesn't show up either. It's like, oh. It's like uh, that means I think the their whole court court cases were fake, and uh, you know other people have been saying that. Other people were saying that about Scythorn, and I didn't believe them. And uh, and then uh, so uh, so you know again, all my heroes always get dashed to the rocks, and it's like I don't want Ernst and Dell to be one of those who gets dashed to the rocks. You know, <laughs> you know, you know this uh, truth industry business. It's a it's a real heartbreaker. You well, know, it's a massive and, psyop. I mean, it, it, lies are protected by multiple multiple layers, yeah. and these guys don't just do a psyop and hope nobody catches on uh, to it. So they, they they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to come come down yeah. the path and then they're going to guide you and, and send you into La La Land eventually. Mm -hmm. And it catches most guys. Most most truthers get stuck at the first level and get derailed. Like, for instance, uh, this USS yeah. Liberty, I've never heard anyone question it ever, really, yeah. in all these I years. Know. So I'm just throwing caution to the wind because you know what? My mm -hmm. channel doesn't get any views anyway. So it's like, I don't really, I don't really fucking, I'm going to call it the way I see it. And I scroll through the, the photos that I found on the USS Liberty, and they're and they're very inadequate. Yeah, you, you, you get these these cheesy looking bandages on these injured people. It's like, oh come on! We were told that uh, thirty four sailors were blown to bits and uh, one hundred and seventy four sailors were severely injured. Well, then, so where are the broken bones? Where are the dismembered limbs? Where are the where are the photos of the corpses? Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we don't see any of that. It's like, come on. And so it, it's about time that somebody starts. Because, it's, it, again, it's from the U.S. Navy. And the, and, and the only thing people have is, well, Phil, haven't you heard the testimony of the survivors? I said, I've heard the testimony of survivors since Pearl Harbor. Since uh, you, you can take your survivor testimony and you can shove it up your, where the sun don't shine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you've seen the crisis actors for a little I don't trust survivor stories anymore, you know, especially from the Navy. I mean, come on. You know, you need to show me the, the photos, which you you must have. You must have these photos. I mean, don't tell me you don't have them. It's like, well, Phil, they didn't take the photos. Like, well, why didn't they take the photos? That'd be the first thing you did when you were investigating the situation is you would document what happened on the ship? And it's like, you know, so they give us, yeah, photos like this with the body bags. It's like, that doesn't prove nothing. All zipped up. <laughs> All zipped up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I've heard this many times that uh, when they ship bodies back from war, mm -hmm. the body bags or coffins are just full of drugs. <laughs> so <laughs> That's right. It's part of a yeah. drug running operation. I've heard this many times. Or they said, oh, we shipped the bodies back from Vietnam, but they gutted them and stuffed the guts with mm. with drugs, which sounds pretty gross. What if they just just sent empty coffins back 
Yeah, without a body to, and full of drugs. They wouldn't have to gut the body out. Yeah, that, that's pretty it. gruesome, yeah. That's, that's too much work. They could just simply just put it in the in the coffin, yeah. Yeah, if the coffin has a body at all, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it, it, if the... So they wouldn't have to go to that much work. And so, um, yeah, then you get injured people like this that have a little bandage on their left leg. You know, it's like, come on, you know. <laughs> we yeah, we need more than that from a missile fired into a ship. Yeah. Be blown yeah, a bit. You know, um, and people say, well, Phil, haven't you seen the documentaries on the USS Liberty? I said, yes, I have. And you know what? They don't give me those documentaries. Don't give me nothing either. They just give me these sob stories from these survivors. And and you see, my my buddy Charlie, he was writing a letter to his old lady back home, and then and then he he didn't make it out on deck because he got blown to bits. His, his buddy was his name was Charlie Johnson, and he didn't make it. And it's like okay, uh, so it sounds really believable when you hear it, but it's like no, you know what? Where's where's the picture of Charlie Johnson's dead body? You know, because uh, I never saw it. And um, so it takes, I, I need, I know I'm a heartless bastard and say, Phil, you're a heartless bastard. It's like, well, I need, I need more than this testimony, okay? I need to see the photos. And they're giving me some really bad photos from the Liberty, okay? Really, you know, the familiar stuff that we see. And, it, and it's, uh, it's not convincing. So here's some. Here's another guy who's walking from a helicopter, and he's not. He doesn't have any any of his limbs blown off. You know, the Navy does this. They do drills. Yeah. Not a lot to see, is there? Really? No. But they and keep it alive, don't they? By doing reunions or anniversaries. Yeah. These guys still also, alive. They also do reunions for the 9/11. Also. Right. And so you know, even reunions don't mean shit to me. You know, <laughs> I know it, it's the I'm hoax. Like, it's the hoax club. I'm I'm a broken record. It's like I need to see it. Yeah. And, and what are we looking at never, there? Not much. Not much. And oh, and notice the hands of the rescuers are clean. Uh, there's no blood on transferred to any of these. Uh, you know, the, yeah, this white this outfit guy, here. This guy in the front is dressed in white. It's like he he's spotless. Yeah, and so they're. they're Whatever's wrong with that guy, he's not bleeding that much. That's for sure. And uh, and so you know, it's it looks like a drill to me, frankly. And I I know the I know the Navy does drills. Do you get any comments on this one yet? So not really. No, no. People want to stay away from this, but uh, and and people would say, Phil, what, what Ernst Sundell would would not agree with this. I say, well, Ernst Sundell would also agree that we're, we're, we shouldn't believe anything from the media. That's, Ernst Lindell would agree with me on that. And so we need to re-examine all the information that we get from the media, and especially from the U.S. Navy. We need to, we need to always take it with a grain of salt, and we need to, uh, we, we need to be ready to acknowledge that it's all fake. It's, it's, they're, they're redirecting us into, it, they're channeling our energy into a false channel is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's so that we could bear false witness. If if they got us living in a, a fake universe, then we, then everything we accuse them of will be false, and so the, and they can laugh at us and they can say, "Well, you're you're wrong," and they'll say, "No, I'm not wrong." It's like, "Yes, you are wrong," because you're you're basing all of your emotion on what you've seen on TV and what you've seen from the newspapers, and then that's, and we can't base our emotion on what we've seen in the newspapers. 
We need to analyze this stuff. Look at this guy. There's nothing wrong with this guy. And, you know, you know. Again, uh, this doesn't prove nothing to me. And uh, not really, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and and I know people uh, treat the uh, USS Liberty. Here's an injured guy, and he's got a couple patches of gauze on his arm there. But you know, he's not missing any arms. He's not missing any legs. You know, not really. No, the, no. That's this that's, is the same. He's got stuff patches we, all over the place. He looks fine. <laughs> yeah, this is the same stuff we see in all these other events, and they they've been doing it for years. And it's um, well, they don't even question it. The people that talk about the USS Liberty, it, they look, they at, look at this guy's bandage. I know, I know. That's the most ridiculous. See, in all these events, they always have a guy with a ridiculous bandage. Yeah, that and that's an interesting bandage, right? His hair is fine, <laughs> but uh, not matted with blood or anything. But just this, yeah. uh, this, yeah. this row of bandages that don't really uh, make sense. Whatever it was thing. went around the eye. Didn't affect. And he's the not eye. connected to any IV equipment, so they're not worried about an infection. No, and so uh, you know. It, we're, we're dealing with the Israeli government and we're dealing with the U.S. Navy. Those are two entities that I, I don't trust uh, as far as I could throw them. And so the U.S. Navy is, is, is co-opting with the Israeli government to pull a stunt. Yeah. And they're making the Israelis look like the bad guy. But they, they're see, okay with that. They're, they're okay with that. See, that we got to think out of that box. We, we got to stop uh, because that, that box is, is trapping our thinking. Yeah. Okay. The, the Israelis don't care if they're the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently so, they're testing Americans too to see if they, they get outraged outraged by it. Yeah. So, so if they don't get outraged by it, then that means full steam ahead. Yes. Yes. Greg Shant says it's the United Kingdom intelligence running the whole it could show. Be, yeah, know, I tend the, the, to I tend to agree because they've been doing yeah. this the longest. They've had empire for a long time, and to keep your empire going. You, oh, the Brits are neck deep. Yeah, you know the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the the Brits could be behind it all. It's I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I I think that they're always in on it. They just use the U.S. as the as the muscle because they have a lot yeah. more money to extract. I, mean, the, I, I know the bankers are at the top, and and so the Bank of London has a lot of power. Yeah, and and uh, but the bankers who control the top banks probably are Jewish, okay? And um, and they have their own little citadel right there in the Bank of London. I think it's a one-mile square area. Yeah, in it's London. the city of London. It's a separate yeah. jurisdiction. Yeah. And so it, 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 the bankers are, are at the top, and it's probably the Bank of London. I know, yeah. I know that Manhattan also has some rich bankers, and and there's, a, there's some power there also. Mm -hmm. London and Manhattan are the main seats of power, I think. And... Uh, so, I was you, saying, you got yeah. your Wall Street there in uh in man in New York City, and you got the Bank of London. So, I'm thinking, and yeah, they got so, all their agents running the different countries as politicians. Churchill, you know, <laughs> Churchill yeah. wanted war for sure, and I'm just sort of listening to uh, some stuff on that topic, World War II, and yeah. And maybe the uh, guys, prime ministers before him that were trying to make deals, that wasn't that wasn't the plan. They wanted to, they wanted to uh, get a war going. It's the best way to make money. Absolutely, the most efficient way to make money. 
Well, I think they've learned that the most efficient way to make money is to fake it. And that way you don't even have any collateral damage. That's you just true. fake a war. And and that's what they did at Syria, I think, for eight years That that during that civil war. It, I don't think anyone died during the Syrian war. I think it, the, all that ISIS, remember when they were beheading people? Remember when they were putting people in cages and setting them on fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you I gotta mean, go through, you gotta do the beheading videos next in your uh, exposés. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do. I have to revisit. And, and that one time they put the guy in the cage and they lit him on fire. And it, we got to revisit all that stuff because all that was fake. And that was all designed to traumatize us. Like, oh, my God, they set the guy on fire. And it's like, and uh, it's, uh, but it, all that ISIS stuff was fake, all of it. And uh, and so they really, uh, it was an MK Ultra type of um Mind control, uh, washing, mind control, and um, it's really interesting. So once we start realizing what they're doing and how they're traumatizing us, we can start to unravel the the mind control, and then hopefully, we can maybe grab an upper hand and figure out a, a a weak spot in their in their psychological warfare. That which is what I'm looking for. I mean, you know, could me, I'm not a guy who's going to start a militia. I'm not going to fight these people with weapons. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to break down their uh, their game to a point to where I can maybe find a weak spot. That's just kind of like what I'm trying to do. You know, if I have a that's my purpose, I guess. And I was doing this. Uh, Edna, what's her name? Citron. Edna Citron. Yeah. And uh, just, this is just ridiculous. And um, she's waving away there. <laughs> yeah. Look how big her I hand mean, is. Wow. Yeah, and you know that's the hottest. These see that, and they put these people jumping out the window right here, and um, it's uh, this is just mind control. This is looks like they're problem. being fired out of a cannon. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there would be airplane fuel all throughout that hole she's standing in right now. Well, and not so, unless you believe that airplanes don't run on fuel. I was arguing yeah, about that today. That. <laughs> that's right. That's why I, I labeled this video uh, Edna Citron, the woman who could eat jet fuel for breakfast. <laughs> because, you know, she, she's impervious to jet fuel. She can stand right in the hole. I like and how the uh, the windows and everything in the building just disappear. Like yeah. all, all of a sudden it goes blurry and you don't see any windows or any any kind of definition on the side of the building. So this is... See, we, we yeah. see definition here, at least the lines, and then all of a That's sudden right. they disappear. It goes fuzzy. That's, That's really good. cheap graphics, guys. Come on, spend some money. That's good point. Yeah. This is yeah. all phony baloney, just CGI, Hollywood movie-making footage for sure. Yeah, we've never seen a, a fountain of dust. Though Those buildings collapsed in a fountain of dust. Yes. We've never dust seen fountains. that. Dust yeah, we've never seen that phenomenon in any other collapse of a building. And so something something was afoot. They were using some some kind of a trickery yeah, uh, on on this and it's called and fake it's, it's called to, fake footage. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what method they use. Some people say they, they use dynamite and uh, some people say well it'll be it would be hard for dynamite to create that kind of a fountain of dust. And, oh, I think we got a message from No Planes. No planes. Oh. I, what did he send me here? Okay. With that having been said, that brief introduction, I'd like to uh, welcome John DeNugent and Margaret Huffstickler. Good evening, Mike. How you doing tonight, John? Just fine, thank you. 
Good evening, everyone. Margaret, welcome aboard. This is your first appearance here on this program, and I certainly hope it won't be the last. Okay, I don't know what that is, so I won't play the whole thing. But yeah, no. Okay, yeah. The, well, Rick, sound like a good show, though. I was, I was really interested. I don't know what it is. He didn't uh, put any description, <laughs> so we'll have. To, I think it's Michael Collins Piper. So I think it's not on mm. topic. But I'll yeah, listen see, to that. My, I know Michael Collins Piper said that USS Liberty was a real event. So I know. Oh, okay. I'm really, uh, I'm really bucking horns with uh, Michael Collins Piper at this point because. He also said that nukes were real. He also said that the JFK assassination was real. And so uh, I'm really calling Michael Collins Piper out on basically everything he would say. And uh, now, uh, he, I, however, I, I'm not, people will say, well, Phil, you're letting the Jews off the hook. It's like, I'm not letting the Jews off the hook. It's, it's, it's important to understand what exactly they've been, what mind games they've been playing on us. Yeah. And uh, that way we can figure out, you know, exactly what we're going to charge him with. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, Michael Collins Piper wanted to charge him for murder for mm -hmm. the USS Liberty. Well, it, it's like, wait a minute, Michael, if you're going to charge him for murder, you need to prove that somebody died. You know, as far as I'm as far as I know, Michael Collins Piper had no photographs of anybody dead on the USS Liberty. And so it's like, well, so where, what are you basing your information on? Just the eyewitness accounts? It's like that ain't good enough. Not in my court. It's like, so, you know, uh, uh, Michael Collins Piper also thought that the Pearl Harbor was real. He, he, Michael Collins Piper thought that FDR stood on his heels and allowed Japan to attack Pearl Harbor. And it's like, I don't agree with that either. I think the whole thing was fake. I don't think the Japanese were anywhere near Pearl Harbor. So Michael Collins Piper was misdirecting on a lot of things. Okay. And so it... it um, I know I, I like him. I liked his show. He did a really good radio show, but he um, he was not he he was basically wrong on everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, basically wrong on everything and uh, all the important things anyway. And so, you know, what we, we got what do we got on this one? I didn't get a chance to watch Oklahoma. You did this a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was a re it was a rerun of an earlier video where I uh, dissected the uh, the crisis actors um, on uh, as it happened video. Um, if you fast forward it to like the three minutes, you'll you'll get to uh, yeah. See, like here, here's and, three uh, minutes. Yeah, this this is the triage area, and um, and they're you know they're putting cheesy bandages on people. And they're, um, they're the, 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 that cop has no blood on his hands because they, we should have had uh, arms and legs in the street. You know, this was a high, the, the building is clean. See, there's no, there's no spray of blood inside that building. All right. We were, we were told that the building was full of people when the bomb went off. Well, if that's the case, and the, the, those pillars right there should be sprayed with blood. So look at this bandage. No blood, so, yeah. <laughs> Look at this bandit. <laughs> this is the as it happened, you know. This is the triage area right outside uh, Oklahoma City. And uh, here's a woman holding her head, but that doesn't prove nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, She looks like know. she just got out of the makeup trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to admit, when this happened, I, I remember where I was. I was in an office building. I was listening to the radio. Yeah. Um, it was... This was yeah. the first big thing that I can think of that yeah. really started to uh, 
just, and, just and bring looking that. back at it now, it, it's just the fakest thing. I mean, look, the, look, all we got all these head bandages, all these that neck. That woman's fine. She's moving all of her arms and legs. Uh, they poured fake blood on her. Yeah, this, uh, this, this, this has got to be the first big drill event that they pulled. I, I don't. Is there anything before that? I think the 1966 uh, okay. University of Texas tower shooting was also a drill event. Okay, but that was way before I was paying yeah. attention. I, I'm just talking about 80, yeah. 80s or 90s. This was such a big one. This was a big one, and, th and that's why I cover it, because, yeah. like, here's the broken nose twins. See, that guy has a broken nose, mm -hmm. and the guy behind him has a broken nose. See? And see, they both got broken noses. <laughs> <laughs> that's more of the sloppy bandage, uh, bandage thing, <laughs> like the guy in the hospital, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, it, taking a second look at this Oklahoma City thing, it's like, wow. And, and how we fell for it. And, and oh. I fell for it. I thought this thing was real. I thought, Nobody you know, knew. Nobody knew to question. Yeah. Nobody knew. I, I, you, who, would, who would question it? There was no alternative media. Yeah. There, they didn't yeah. need a backup story in this case, did they really? Uh, well, they, no, they, they said that uh, the building had been pre-wired with, that's the, uh, uh, the the Terrence Yeeke, the Terrence, he was the cop that was uh, assassinated because he was going to blow the whistle on the whole Oklahoma City thing, and the and the story behind that was that he had found how the building had been pre-wired with other with other explosives. Oh, okay. so gonna, but you see, in, in that version, it's it, it still people died, people really died, and it's like, and so they want you to go down the Terrence Yeeke version, or they want you to go down the the main version. But uh, the what really happened is that nobody died. It was all a fake. It was an empty building, and they just brought in some crisis actors with with some bandit with some fake bandages, and uh, it's the usual fake blood that we see at all the time. All these rescue workers, they don't have any blood on their on their hands. You know, uh, there's no transfer of blood onto the first responders. There, there's no blood inside that building. There's not a speck of blood inside that building. That's because the building was empty. And and we see, they gave us a whole... Here's the shirt twins. These guys kept walking back and forth in front of the camera. <laughs> They're on parade, yeah. The, the ripped shirt twins. The ripped shirt twins, the broken nose <laughs> twins. And... Um, uh, it, yeah, it goes to they, show, you don't need to show much video in these mm -hmm. things, do you? They just show little clips. Yes. Of people walking around in circles. Yeah. And all these uh, nurses back here in the background, none of them have blood on them. Here's a triage guy, and he's got no blood on him. And he's just talking. He's telling the camera to just everybody stay away. We don't need any supplies. And it's like, well, in, in other, and he's saying that we don't need any blood either. See, all these nurses back there, none of them have blood on them. And, and he's saying for everybody to stay away from the area. And now we know why, because they see they're doing a drill. He wanted everybody to stay away from the area. Yeah. We don't need your blood. Like, Do you, they have colors for controllers of this of the set? Did you find uh, any color? Probably, you know, if I was to maybe yellow, it up, yeah, probably yellow was a controller or something or mm -hmm. something. But um, I, I I I have seen buses in the background of when they do these interviews, and the buses were for bringing in the crisis actors, and um. So it's, yeah, this Oklahoma City, not too many people, you know, break it down like this. And I feel it's important because uh, this is important to understand that they were doing this in 1996 
1995, whenever this happened. I put this in the show notes. Uh, show note number three, anyone looking? Mm-hmm. And uh, the show notes are on my blog, fakeologist.com forward slash blog or fakeologist.blog. It's mostly working. I'm just trying to get all the pointers working there on my blog. That's where I store all my stuff because I own the data. That's what you need to do. That's right. But also the backstory behind this Oklahoma City bombing is also important. Okay. What did they what did they do with this story? They they blamed Timothy McVeigh. They blamed because Timothy McVeigh had learned the truth about the Civil War. And he had learned the truth about World War II. And he was listening to William Luther Pierce. Remember, they, they said that William Luther Pierce had brainwashed Timothy McVeigh. Well, what to, was his truth? I, what was that? Did, did we even say? Did they even say? Who, Timothy McVeigh's truth? Yeah, what was the... I don't really know William Luther Pierce. So what was what was the truth that he learned about World War II? Oh, well, it was in the Turner Diaries, which mm-hmm. was written by William Luther Pierce. Oh, okay. But William Luther Pierce, which, which speaks of a... Uh, uh, a rebellion in the United States is uh, like a race war and okay. a rebellion against the United States government. But that wasn't what William Luther Pierce was known for. He was known for writing the truth about World War II and exposing, um, you know, the truth about the Holocaust and the truth about the Kristallnacht and truth about what was happening in Germany during the 1930s. Okay. And, um, and so Timothy McVeigh fell into that crowd. And so the whole backstory was if, if you, if you learn the truth about World War II, you're going to turn into Timothy McVeigh. You're just going to blow up a random building somewhere. Look at that guy's bandage on the shoulder right there. You know, yeah, a lot, some of these bandages are really laughable. It's like that bandage we saw at the USS Liberty. Here's Dabbing Woman. They just kept walking her back and forth on the stretcher. That's the same woman we saw earlier. And they, they're just using her as a stage prop. And, <laughs> and yeah, so this was a Hollywood production. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it was against the white male. You know, at the time, I kind of I sort of looked like Timothy McVeigh, and and it was really uh, an affront on people that looked like me. And it's like, um, and it's against the white Christians. I wanted somebody to push back on it, and and I was expecting William Luther Pierce to push back on it, and he never did. He was alive at the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, okay. He I don't never, know. He never pushed back on it. In fact, he kind of agreed with it saying maybe i did radicalize timothy mcveigh maybe i did oh really did, did you find yeah. an it did, was there an interview uh yeah with, with mike wallace yeah oh and, and, i gotta and, watch and, that did you did and, you put and, that and and pierce oh. had a had a golden opportunity to distance himself and to say hey i didn't radicalize this guy but he never did he just kind of smirked and said i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know and it's like what do you mean I mean, everybody knew that this thing was fake. And so William Luther Pierce was pretending like this was a real bombing. It's like, it's not a real bombing. I mean, I, even I knew that back in 1996. I knew that there was something weird about this bombing. It's like, it, it, I mean, it, the building was, was so perfectly cut out. There's no way a rider truck full of ammonium nitrate could have done that. There's, they, I, everyone knew they weren't telling us the truth about this bombing. But yet somehow William Luther Pierce never pushed back on that. He always pretended like, oh, it was a real bombing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Timothy McVeigh did it. Yeah. You know. Oh, I got to watch this one. Yeah. And here's where he had his chance. Have you watched this? Oh, yeah. I've heard the name of William yeah. His bizarre and bigoted novel, The Turner Diaries, hits mainline bookstores across America tomorrow morning. It's the imaginary diary of a revolutionary foot. Yeah, I'll put this in the show notes then.
Yeah, William Luther Pierce had his his chance to to say he that to say the whole bombing. See, I was expecting. I remember this interview. I was expecting him to say the whole bombing is bullshit. It's like, what are you talking about? An ammonium nitrate bomb can't do that to a, a steel frame building. But but William Luther Pierce never said that. He was like playing along like it was a real bomb. Say, what are you talking about? Mm. So yeah, it, it's it's the same thing with nine eleven. It's like there. There's no way and an airplane can do that to a steel frame building. It's like nobody ever stood up and said that either because all these people are operatives. William Luther Pierce was an operative. All these people are operatives. Definitely. I wonder yeah. if this is a better quality of the video. I just, this is, Professor, by the name of William I guess Pierce. it's all the same quality on the different sites. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're learning the truth about William Luther Pierce also. You know, I'm so here I am. I'm bucking heads with Michael Collins Piper. I'm bucking heads with William Luther Pierce. I'm also bucking heads with George Lincoln Rockwell because I have the photographs of his assassination. And that was the fakest assassination I've ever seen. That I George don't even he, know that one. What was his what was he? What was his role in uh, the whole narrative? Rockwell. Well, he was he was the leader of the American Nazi Party, and he was the one going around oh. with swastika armbands. Oh, okay. and he was, and he w would say a lot of truth about World War II also. But the but what he was doing was he was pigeonholing us into making us all look like little little radicalized Nazis. And and if you if you Google William Luth or George Lincoln Rockwell, what you're going to get is you're going to get some riot police dragging some guy, you know, putting him in handcuffs. Because that's uh, he wanted to stereotype as uh, as all just rioting, you know. Crazy. So anyone who's a neo-Nazi is automatically a yes. um, white supremacist. Yes, and that's what they were painting Timothy McVeigh as. Is he's another disciple of because William Luther Pierce came from George Lincoln Rockwell's you know tribe, and so that they're all disciples of George Lincoln Rockwell, and and they're just painting them all as these terror these unhinged terrorists who just go out and just. And just kill people for for no reason because we're we're trying to start a revolution. It's like no, it's like, and it and it and it harms the movement. It, it harms the truth. People that are actually seeking the truth. People are actually you know want want to know the truth about World War II. Well, we all get pigeonholed into these uh these false uh movements, and it uh that's why I'm bucking all of them because none of them spoke out when they had a, when they needed to speak out even david duke i mean david duke was at that charlottesville event and what was he doing there and 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 second of all why isn't he out there saying that nobody died that heather Heyer did not die that day and the whole thing was fake they were using water for tear gas you know that the whole thing was staged how come david duke isn't out there saying so he's part of it he's part yes. of the he's part of the stage play yeah there, I know it. I, it breaks my heart because I like David Duke, but it's like, come on, dude. But he's he, not he, going all the way, so he's got he, guardrails. He, yes, he's guardrail. Yes. Hey, and did, we got. Did you want to say? Did you want to take any calls tonight? Up to you. Oh, sure. Yeah. If somebody wants to call in, yeah, absolutely. I, I think we have uh, someone in the studio. You might recognize. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hey. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, I'm Dave. In the studio. Dave J's I'm in, in the, the house. Tonight. Hey, Dave J. Oh, how you doing? Hey, Dave J. 
Doing well. I just have really just two comments for tonight. I'm just right. listening. Uh, one, well, actually, maybe four comments. <laughs> one, two to four. Wow, good. it just doubled. Yeah, two, two to four. Um, so, <laughs> Phil, good, good job on not jumping on the Zundel train. That thing's a no, That thing's going right into the pit. Okay. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, good job on that, Phil. Uh, in, that's, and, a, that's a that's a shot at me. Okay, I'll take I don't it. Know. I, yeah. I, 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 I think I did. Jump I, on the train, but okay. Uh, well, you better jump off then. So, okay. anyways, do you do either of you two identify as a neo-Nazi? No, no, because I know the truth. Because I know that uh, George Lincoln Rockwell was. Uh, he, he he he. The whole neo-Nazi. Okay, but this goes before yeah. George Lincoln Rockwell. Okay, but do you do you identify at all with that 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 mindset, regardless um, of the. No. What is it? What is a neo-Nazi? What What is it would, the? It, it, it would be somebody who, because you cannot uh, separate the 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 idea of national socialism from a government. So, if somebody is pushing the idea of national socialism as a governmental structure that they want to somehow, you know, aspire to, they're a neo-Nazi only because they can't be assigned to the original so-called Nazis, which are all characters in the play as well just the the whole political theater is just an ongoing um play you can either participate or just stand outside and and, and watch i was going to say so if you are pushing the idea of national socialism that would be the idea of a modern day nazi or a neo-nazi someone who maybe uh cooks japanese food but changes it up a, a little bit it's called neo-japanese chef versus somebody who's a traditional japanese chef you see, so that's where the neo comes from. It's the idea of a new or a uh, reincorporated idea. So well, here's that's, the, that's what, uh, the, the Randy uh -huh. Weaver movement was also. He was like a neo-Nazi, and see, uh, Randy Weaver is all about you know armed armed militia and and and, and stockpiling weapons. But you and, saw, uh, you can see that from a mile away. You can see that that character was set up so that those talking points can be ticked off. You can no longer stockpile weapons. You can no longer uh, have a cabin in the woods. You can no longer do this because why? Because this Randy Weaver, which is, of course, a made-up character, did it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you can't. So then if you accept the premise or in law, if you, if, you, if you accept the precedent, then you have to then accept the law. If you reject the precedent, you do not stand under the, the precedent. See, so I reject the precedent from the beginning. I'm saying that all those were, were stories. They were not, in fact, real, and that the, the powers that be need to prove those to be real before they can even have what's called standing above me. In law, you have to have standing. So anyway, so that, that's kind of a side point. Because that's, that's, is that, that's is that question number two? Yes, I only have three, actually. All so right. you, you get one off. One off tonight. It's a, it's a fire yeah, sale. We're getting a discount. So the last, <laughs> yeah, you're getting a discount tonight. So the last question, and this is quite serious, and yes. I, I don't want. I, I'm only going to leave it just very open. All right. What is your what? Uh, both of you actually, and but I'd like to hear Phil per, first. What is your stance on what is called or referred to as interracial marriage? Oh yeah. So I I I I believe it's a, a Jewish plot. I, I believe in the clergy and Morgenthau plan. I believe um, that is that is what's really happening. It is is they are um, that, and we see it in the advertising. You, you turn on NBC News, you're gonna you're you're gonna, and you watch the commercials. You're gonna see you're gonna see interracial couples like seventy five percent of all the commercials, and and it's right. it's a, it's a 
it's a very obvious thing they're doing. And and they even I Love Lucy back in the 1950s, that was a, a conditioning because they were they were planning on invading Florida with all these Cubans. And so what they did mm. is they conditioning the American uh, girls, the population. Hey, it's it's fun and sexy to have a Latino boyfriend. And so and that's exactly what happened. And so they, this is a condition that and it's definitely by design. And, and see, that's how it's really happening. That's how it's really happening. It's through our media and they're changing our birth rates uh, through our uh, through the media. And that is what's real. And, and so okay. uh, I, I don't believe in stockpiling weapons, you know, like the neo-Nazis. But well, I, before I you go, yeah. before you go too far, yeah. before you go too far afield, um, mm -hmm. simply what then would you consider someone who marries outside of their so-called race or color a race traitor? Well, I consider them to be somebody who fell for the Jewish propaganda and uh, and and uh, see uh, and it takes a strong parent, you know, uh, and uh, it, it, it's it, uh a good parent would not let their uh, child uh, do that. And uh, it, uh, is it your position? Is it your position that you uh, that a, a man or a woman cannot fall in love with someone other than their own so-called skin color or race? Um, I don't think so because uh, uh, what is love? I mean, I think I think that they can fall in lust with somebody who's not their race, but I don't think they can fall in love. Yeah. No, falling in love is is having children that look like you. It's right. having a, a having a son or a daughter that hey has that looks like you, yeah. uh, and that's not possible if you marry outside. Dave J, what's your position on it? Because this isn't really the topic of tonight's show. We're we're not really into uh, discussing um, ethnicity. Well, I understand. What's what's your what, what's what's your Donald's rabbi says this is a gotcha question. So what what's your stand no, on it, it, and what's your issue it, on this? It's, it, Oh no! It's uh, well. My wife's from the Philippines, and I've been married now since 1988. Okay. Well, congratulations! And so, yeah, and my son looks like me. Okay, you know he's he's <laughs> so I I I find it interesting that this type of behavior and this type of um, mm, this type of mindset is actually still proudly spoken out loud. It seems to me okay. that Phil. Uh, that right there is the idea of Nazism or the idea well, of... Well, um, does, uh, does that make Muslims and Indians Nazis then? Because I know a lot of Indian exactly. families and if, if somebody comes into their culture and wants to marry their daughter, they usually don't allow it. It's very... Exactly. I, so, in the way, yes, would, so would that make the your question? Would, yes, okay, they would so, be acting like so. They would be acting what's the stereotypical Nazi? The, okay. Yes, they would be. Okay. And so, so here's the. Th but there's also that doesn't that crosses so-called color barrier because it might be an economic thing. So you might have two people who are lily white. However, one will not be. Uh, the parents of one would say reject the other due well, to uh, financial reasons, or they they don't live in the right neighborhood. Or, you, or, you, or do you understand? YouTube served up to me um, a couple that was leaving Canada because I watched one one young couple leaving Canada. So they served me up another. Once once you click on a video, YouTube just gives you more of it. So they they displayed right. a guy, uh, I guess a white Christian guy from Toronto who married a Muslim Pakistani, um, oh. and his parents, her parents, absolutely told him, "There's no way you're marrying our daughter." 
We want her <laughs> to marry a Muslim Pakistani, which is, you know, it's their right, I guess. And oh, my unless, God, that's, that's like Hitler himself. Unless, unless <laughs> he converts. So this guy had no real religion, and he liked this girl, and he converted. And it's a whole YouTube channel. I think they have a million subscribers. So, so, so he, what he is that? Did what he, he did. He did what he had to do, I guess. That, what do you mean? Yeah. What's that? He, he he married a woman he wanted, and he did what he had to do. Here's the thing, though, is that um, in my particular case, when I got married, I was uh, disowned. Okay. Uh, I I don't real. I it doesn't. But what does that matter? Um, the the Bible. In fact, at the time, the Bible says that you, you're you're going to lose the so-called family. But the, did you really lose anything at all? Yeah, anyways, I see. Because I, I've gained I've gained a life of 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 love, and so, someone who who has been by my side. Uh, uh, with everything, and I've reinvented myself. I don't know how many times in different careers and different things. And guess what? She's been there every step of the way. All um, right. So I would say, I, I would say this. I would say, and I would say this. So if if you have in your mind right now th that that those that are that do not look the same, you know, in the mirror, uh, color wise or tint wise, whatever you want to say, um, and that they shouldn't be together. I think that that's actually a demon, a okay. bad idea, a lie that you've allowed to fester in your mind. But okay. that also then jumps into the this all these different Zundel characters. Uh, they all touch with. Have you, Dave? Dave, have you watched yeah. any of the Zundel videos that I posted? I knew that. Yeah, I I did watch uh, two of them. Okay. And, but I knew this character from before. Okay. I was looking specifically for. The hard hat scene, and earlier you guys were talking about how you don't really need to film a big, big area to make it look, you know, like there's some action going on. If you go back to the 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 scene where he's going into the court, yeah. it happens outside. You're going to see that they're just filming a small. Area I know they can they, they can zoom in. Hey Dave J, we got also, we got yes on the line. Quick. Yes, is that Jenna? Can I tell you just about the the blue and the gold helmets they were wearing? Jenna, you know I that he was. Jenna, I haven't okay. muted you. No, Dave J, I, I want to get Jenna on here. We only have a one-hour show, and I'm already uh, over time. But I, appreci uh, okay, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you just, calling just in the, and be blessed, okay? Just look, just look at the blue and gold helmets. It's all the I know, okay. Be blessed. Thank Cheers. you. Bye. There's Dave J. Okay. I think Jenna's on the line under the word yes. You're not muted here, Jenna, so you got to turn your own mute off if you want to talk. Okay. Anyway, Jenna's in the room. You got to really get your microphone working when you come into the studio. I'm glad Dave J figured it out. And uh, he had very good sound today. Yeah, let's try and stay on topic. I know Dave J is in the comments talking about that. I think on your site, uh, uh, Phil, I don't know if he's still on your site, though, on your bit shoot. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm, I might uh, I might unblock him. He came, he came in and started. He, people need timeouts out. now and then. I, I yeah, know. They, yeah, I think he, I think he's in timeout right now. He's in timeout mode, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah. It's uh, anyone else wants to call? We're on Skype. You can call the phone numbers on the bottom of your screen. And Dingo Baby has a question. Did you see it, Phil? Uh, yeah, it was below. I. Established 1983 says, good for you, Dave. Lovely personal share. It's wonderful when people find love and can keep it going. And uh, what else does he say on that? Okay, who else? Okay, yes. You're going to try it again, yes? 
Y-E-S is in the restream. And Dingle Baby's question is... Oh, oh Alexander Dugan. Who's that? I, I, I can't remember who Alexander Dugan is right now. Okay. Well, we'd have to I mean, look that up. I probably should know, but I don't know who he is. And if, Jen, if you're in the restream and it's not working, you can call me on Skype. I'll take a Skype call. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, uh, what else we got, Phil, running? Uh, what do we do? Oh, we are over an hour right now, which is good. I stayed up really. I think it was up late last night. No, it was the night before, and I'm still trying to recover. We t talked to the guy from East Germany for two hours. Young guy. He's very yeah. interesting. We were just talking about, he He says he has no one to talk to, and he's in Berlin. Oh. So that was really oh, it. Yeah, they're, they're very censored over there. Oh, it's 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 oh, it's, oh, it's, so, uh, it's, it's is saying that Alexander Dugan is one who radicalized uh, George Lincoln Rockwell. And, uh, All right, here we go. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Jenna has. Jenna. Hi. Hi, Jenna. You, are, are you having sound problems tonight? I guess I am. Can, you, can I, you hear me? I can hear you. That's why I'm answering you. You want to say hi to Phil? I do. Hi, Phil. Good evening. Hi, hi Jenna. Okay, lean right into the mic, Jenna. I am. I'm right on the mic. Okay. Okay, go. Well, okay. Maybe I'm just like um, switching the topic, but given that the UN's military arm is the WHO, and yeah. basically the WHO is... Um, taking on a communitarian form of government governance and Catherine Watt has brought that up. We love her for doing that. That might be her fatal flaw that she's identifying with states' rights, taking, you know, somehow repealing the who governance in each state. So I wanted to bring this up with, with Phil. It's okay. a, a Talmudic communitarian color of law type of governance and that is basically the rights of the individual are superseded by the community, which is basically crony capitalism. So I just needed to bring that up because the one world religion, the one world currency and the one world AI governance seems to be taking hold in that all of the news that I'm seeing this week, it, it appears that there's things that are, you know, AI generated. And I think ultimately with their managed decline of the population via the vaccines, what have you, maybe the prion disease, we don't know, but whoever is left will have this type of governance that we need to face. And that's why we like to talk about communitarianism. And when people bring that up, like Catherine Watt, we're like, whoa. So like, that's why I had Lynn Ertel on because I had Catherine all lined up and she backed out but either way Catherine won't come on my show and that's another issue but gotta love her sorry. yeah all but right I wanted Phil do you have a comment on that is that well, really your wheelhouse sounds a lot like communism and uh, basically it, communism goes by a whole bunch of different names and it, it, it basically communism and the commies won World War II and we've been under a you can call it a uh, democracy you can call it uh uh, liberalism, you can call it conservatives. I, I, you know, the, the state of Texas is the, one of the biggest commie states I've ever seen in my life. And, and the Texans don't even realize they're commie. And 
they they got the big star of Trotsky on their flag, and they hosted the JFK event, which was the fakest thing ever, and um, it, it it was totally steeped in communism. It was a you know, the JFK event was a hoax. It's a whole bunch of Freemasons in there in that part of Dallas, and George Dealey was a Freemason. They don't understand the whole thing was a, was a communist stunt, and uh, so people are confused with. Well, uh, c- communism goes changes their hats all the time, and they go by a whole bunch of different names. But it's basically this a uh, cabal that won the war, and the, the cabal that the Germans were fighting against. Remember, the Germans were fighting against both the capitalists and the communists, and and, and both of them together are make up this evil cabal. And so the evil empire uh, took over the world in 1945, and uh, you got this morphing of the capitalists, and it's they're they're even worse than the communists, and it's uh and it and they're faking moon landings. And they're faking COVID, and you know they, we did three years of a fake COVID throughout all the world. Mm-hmm. All the nations of the world took. We're, we're faking nuclear weapons. All these all these countries are faking that they got nuclear weapons. That's because we're under a global control, and, and it's a it's a evil empire like Star Wars. Okay, the the emperor has control. All right. Did that answer right. your question? I know. <laughs> I'm glad for your response, Phil. Keep at it. We enjoy listening. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And uh, thank you for not talking about biochar tonight. I needed a (laughs) night off. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna, I like your sense of humor, Jenna. You're you're a cutie. (laughs) I would like to have you on RBN at some some point. All right. Call my agent. I'm sure he'll help. Call my agent. (laughs) Your secretary. Yeah. All right, I'll 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 help you out anytime, Jenna. Great, thanks. Take care. Bye bye. There goes Jenna and Brian. They come as a couple. Um, they have the same email and the same phone number, so I, I think they're the same person. Sometime. <laughs> <laughs> what else was I going to talk about? There was something else I was thinking about. Anything else here from the comments you want to answer? Uh, yeah, that uh, lady, Catherine Watt, she's doing the best breakdown on what's going on, and she won't come on my show either. So I even sponsor her on a monthly basis, a few bucks a month for uh, her Substack. So that's not enough. I don't think she likes yeah. uh, media fakery that's or what bad. else we talk. I do want to touch on that uh, in all these fake shootings, they always have this uh, manifesto that, that oh, talks yes. about the Great Replacement with Brendan Tarrant over in New Zealand with uh, Anders Breivik up there in Oslo, with uh, uh, Peyton Gendron over there at the top supermarket in New York City, with uh, Dylan Roof over there in Charleston, with uh, uh, I can go Robert Bowers with the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, with uh, John Ernst in the uh, Poway Synagogue in San Diego. All these guys had manifestos that all read exactly alike. And it's talking about the white replacement and, and uh, white people being replaced in their own countries. And that's because it's real. That's because it's, it's really happening. And so what they're doing is they're painting this image of those of, a, those of us who speak against this subject or speak about this subject. Then we're going to get pigeonholed as, oh, you sound like Robert Bowers, the guy that shot up the synagogue in Pittsburgh. What are you going to do? Are you going to go shoot up the synagogue? And, and, you know, so they're stereotyping us. And so the the... The reason why the media keeps doing these manifestos is gaslighting. They're afraid of something. something. It's gaslighting. Yes. That's all it is. You're just calling out the obvious for better or for worse. Um, 
as if people didn't know already. I mean, people people can look around them and see who's in their malls, who's in their cities, and yeah. Yeah. Why is that? And I'm not even concerned about saving America. But I'm I'm mostly concerned with saving Western Europe, you know, like Germany. Oh, I was talking about that. Yeah, I... I, (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. Have you seen... I know. I think People you're a li- I think you're 20 years too late on that. I think they're a- they've been ahead of us with declining birth rates for a long time. Yeah. I think the um the western population is collapsing thanks to COVID. I mean COVID was the icing on the cake. But uh yeah. It, uh, that's that's one thing I'll bring up. I know it's not quite relevant and Ernst said uh Ernst's mother told him Ernst Zundel, who I think is a real guy. Um mm-hmm. Ernst's mother said, you're a Hitler baby. And, and Ernst said, what, what do you mean? What? He said, well, there's, we always wanted a boy, but we stopped having children when things were so bad in Germany. But when Hitler came along, we decided to try for a boy. And that's why mm. you're here. And wow. basically, when there's hope in a country, people reproduce. Yes. And if there's no hope, then they don't because they don't want to bring in that kind of economic hardship to themselves. And they also think, well, there's not a lot of hope where I am. So yes, there's no future. You just nailed it. You just nailed it right there. So, so here in the, in so the that's happening. Yeah. Western Europe, yeah. <laughs> they've been like this for a generation already. Yeah. Got thirty-year-old Italian boys living with their yeah. mother. I know that's more of a tradition, but they don't even have any hope of reproducing. Yeah, well, so Ernst Sundell was working towards that. He he wrote that book, "Off Your Knees, Germany." Yeah. He was trying to he was trying to bring back national pride to the German people, and, and because he saw it, because he he saw that we are a dying people because uh, we we have no hope for the future, and uh, he, and he he and he did a good job, and so and. Uh, we need to stand on his shoulders and continue and 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 tell off your knees germany you, you have no reason to be ashamed of yourself and uh, you need to be proud of your heritage and your culture and you need to re- rediscover yourself is what you need to do so yeah yeah so if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about uh, john robinson myself jim rizzoli uh we're i only upload what i watch and there's of course 67 gigabytes uh, on the shared drive that we have uh, with the Ernst Zundel videos. And, and I, I'm looking at it at, for many reasons, but I'm mainly fascinated, like anyone else, uh, that spends their whole life on a topic and gets railroaded for their whole lives, and then the general population doesn't even know what, what he's talking about. I think the guy had balls of steel there, and uh, I just also watched his early life for all those who think he had a fake early life or an easy life and that also was posted on facotube.com and I put it up here uh, Ernst Zundel's formative years where he just talks about does a very candid interview of where he came from and um, and how he got to where he is and he say he was a gifted he was a gifted graphic artist and was in the advertising world the propaganda world, which is ironic, and he was very good at it, and that's how he saved up and came to Canada because he was a pacifist. <laughs> he did not want war. So if you if you want to get the real story, that's the one really smart thing that he did and John Robinson did is video 
all this material because this would just be flushed down the memory hole and you would only get the official story of who he was. So highly recommend these these audios. And they're actually pretty good audio quality, even though they're 40 or 50 years old. Yeah. I noticed that they had good audio quality. Uh, sometimes I put on an Ernst Zundel, uh, like, a, like a five-hour recording, and I just let it run. Yeah. And just, you know, just go to sleep to it, you know. Well, he's sort yeah. of an original truther. I don't know of many truthers from the 70s and 80s, really. Um, you want to be historical about it, I really don't uh, I don't have many that uh, are top of mind uh, it's not really the topic that interests me it's just the fact that this guy has just been attacked and he can't speak and he didn't have the internet he was using old-fashioned printing and postal services which are easier to control at yeah. least back in the day all right Phil uh, are you following Gemma at all Gemma's case. Um, are you watching her videos? Is she going to court? She did, she did an update. She uh, was talking about the judges, mm -hmm. and I think they postponed it till mid February. I okay. think, uh, yeah. Uh, I think they're going to re-examine re it. Are you going to do a show with her talking about it, or is she going to do a show? Do you know? Well, yeah, a, a, yeah. We get in the weeds with the, what she's going through, uh, and it's really sad that they're. They're torturing her like this, but it's they're just messing with her. They can't. They can't. If they did anything to her, the the, the outcry would be so huge. I mean, I I think. I mean, it's like you, you can't you can't mess with her. She's just guilty of doing journalism. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, I guess she's getting sued by this uh, woman because uh, she said that her son died suddenly. And it's like, oh boy, that's a crime now. It's like, oh, you can't say that your son died suddenly. You know, it's um, you can't report on the public. Pub, what's public? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's you can't give your opinion as to what they died from. And it's like, well, I can give my opinion as to what somebody died from. I say people fake their deaths all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, is uh, is Vanessa Bryant going to sue me because I say that her husband faked his death in that stupid helicopter crash? Yeah. And so, well, how is that? <laughs> how is that? Ill? That that's not a criminal code crime. To say, yeah. to speculate, speculation's not against the law. So then you would have to take a civil action and you would have to approve damages. So mm -hmm. what's the damage of just speculating? Are you, specu are you speculating on a dead person's uh, good reputation? Can, can a dead person have a reputation? That's, can yeah. they suffer damages? I mean, that, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's, uh, it's all theater, it's really I guess. Communist. It's communist, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Administrative law, communitarian law. You're hurting the. What are you? I just don't understand who you're hurting. You need a whole new section of law, I guess, to uh, to uh, I guess administer justice, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, Phil. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. We usually do about an hour because you're on every yeah, week. Talk. So, yeah, it's always interesting. Fasting tomorrow, you are usually on with Jim Riz, I guess. So we'll that's Friday. Oh, oh tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah, sorry, I'm off. Yeah, you got my days mixed up. All right. Well, yeah. Then, well, yeah, then uh, Saturday, I might go on with uh, Luke from Poland, uh, reality skeptic. That'll were, be fun. Were you on again? You were you on before? 
No. Yeah, I've been on uh, like a month ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he's doing a good job. I know. You got to go on yeah. with John Lebon. JohnLebon.com. Do you know him? No, John. I, I've heard of him. John Lebon. Yeah. JohnLebon.com. He uh, definitely. Yeah, he, he and I cross promoted a lot. Um, okay. He only, yeah, he, he would be a good fit for you. He would be a good um, interview, but uh, he's over in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, six hours difference. So, but you can okay. still work with that. I guess that makes it a nine hour difference for you. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, Luke is like nine hours away. Yeah. yeah so, John Lebon is the same. So, I'll, I'll John Lebon doesn't really talk to me too much, but uh, maybe uh, you'd be a good, a good interview over there. So, yeah. Check him out. To mix it up and, and compare notes with someone. Absolutely. Yeah, he has a whole website of hoaxes, and he's he's on our uh, on our wavelength for sure. Yeah, John Lebon. John Lebon <laughs> That's his website. Yeah, you know, it just rolls off the tongue. I should remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Phil. Thanks a lot. By the way, I was going to set up a, a forwarder. So if anyone wants to reach you, I was going to set you up as Phil at fake Phil at fakeologist.com. Is that all right with you? Yeah. So I, what it would do is it would just bounce emails to you, and that way we don't have to give out whatever your Gmail account is. Oh, so, that's fine. Yeah, I, I give out my Gmail account anyway. Yeah. Well, you yeah, want to give like it out? You can, do, you can do that. Yeah. Fakenukes48 at gmail.com. Okay. I will uh, just put up a forwarder while I'm working on my website tonight. That way, they would just pass right through to you. I don't see them. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I, wow. I, yeah, it would just be a bounce. Because I did that for Lynn and Frank and uh, somebody else, I think, or Rick. So, okay. yeah, it's just easier for you. Good. Maybe you get more well, mail. Hopefully, my inbox will get, will get crammed up with the more, in, yeah. more incoming mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah. <laughs> Right. All right, Phil. Take care, eh? Thanks a lot. Thanks, yeah. All the best. See you next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. There goes Fake Nukes Phil. I'm going to set up Phil at Fakeologist.com, and that will go straight through to him. I won't be able to read his email. And what else? Thank you to the donors. We had two donors today. I'll show you. If you do donate, you go on this, this great list here at Fakeologist.com forward slash donate. And Rachel who is a great contributor at the Fakeologist Forums. And by the way, we'll be setting up fakeologistforums.com to make it easier. Uh, Rachel donated. And also our Discord administrator, Wild Times, donated. And also Veronica donated. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Very kind of all of you. It goes towards FakeOtube. It goes towards the website. And if you want to donate fakeologist.com forward slash donate uh, it can be anonymous it can be one time it can be recurring it's very fast if you fill out this form it'll take about two minutes and it'll be over it'll be painless and I really appreciate anyone who donates you pay whatever you, the show is worth if you think it's worth a dollar that's great if you, if you think it's worth 50 cents an hour for all your listening I think that's fantastic too so it's whatever you can afford to pay Whatever you think it's worth. And everyone values the show differently. Some more than others, some less than others. But we appreciate all of it. Don't forget our our, our comment page is login only right now. So you have to register to make a comment. 
save me some administration. So if you want to be on the forum comment list, send me an email at ima at fakeologist.com and I will add you. And just give me a brief intro about who you are. It doesn't have to be elaborate. And uh, also, if you want text alerts when the show starts, just send me a SMS message at the numbers on this page here on the right side. Let me just take down the chat so you can see it right here. Those are our phone numbers. You can text me at those numbers. That's it. Tomorrow is Frank. No, wait. I might have Jurgen and Jurgen tomorrow. I'm still working on that, so might be another different show. We continue with our German theme. Uh, Frank is busy having a baby or grandbaby, so he'll be back eventually or on the audio chat. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for supporting the Fakeologist Show.